0: Plytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the
1: SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet
0: Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated.
2: Send Rick and Derry on war rocket, Ajax.
0: In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth. Sending reports of their greatness back to Mungo In what is now called The Hail Mean Power Hour
2: hello everybody welcome back to the hell ming power hour where we talk about some of our favorite movies of all time and really to kind of get you to either check these movies out for the first time or if you have seen this movie before we want you to go back and and check it out again
3: that's right these are movies that we love we remember fondly we watched recently we have the utmost respect for and we want you to give it a check out based on, uh, to check it out, not give it a check out. What are you, a doctor? Check it out. (laughs) We want you to check it out, you know, based on our recommendation and the things we point out. We're not gonna give you scene for scene. We're not gonna lay out the whole plot. We're gonna tell you the points that we remember, that we love, and hopefully you'll check it out and all the stuff in between will be just as good for you. Maybe you'll come to us with points that we didn't think of.
2: Do it live, do it live. (laughs)
3: We don't do anything live. It's all
2: pre-recorded. It's all pre-recorded. That's all. the only way to roll. So if you don't know the show, if you're new to the show at all, I'm your host, Rick. The other guy that's the smart one is Danny. He's on that side. The one that's on that side, that's Danny Bennett. And we're here to rock your world.
3: <laughs> smart is very kind, but, you know, I, I do don't do I don't talk as excitedly as you do. So maybe, maybe that's where that comes from. Who knows?
2: That's just a crack, man. It's just a crack talking.
3: It's just a crack, man. It's just a So what
2: we're going to do, folks, we're going to get together today and we're going to talk to you. This is our first episode for our October Halloween special. we got some special episodes coming up for you. This is the first one where we talk about 1987's Monster Squad.
3: That's right. It's about kids, so it makes sense that it would be the first one because it's kind of young in the series.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back
1: at ya! The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by The Monster Squad. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you're willing to put children in danger, maybe you can hire The Monster Squad. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Oh, man.
4: This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. For just 2 bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
2: Alrighty, alrighty, here we are. We're going to talk about some monster squad from 1987 and to do so before we kick this thing off we've got a special synopsis to tell us all about it and i believe you rounded this one up right
3: that's right i found uh i found an, an ex warner brothers uh monsters employee as someone who is an insider to the whole warner brothers monsters cadre the classic monsters as it were and he had some thoughts about monster squad so uh, i asked him to lay him down on track and and uh, he said he'd even get a special guest of his own. So wow! I'm excited to hear what he put down for us.
2: All right, let's see what we got. Uh, here we go. Monster Squad is a lighthearted
3: romp about a plucky group of kids challenged by the famed universal monsters. Dracula, his brides, the Gill Frankenstein, the Mummy, and the Wolfman are in full effect. But of course, you can't forget about the most pivotal one, me. As the Invisible Man, my presence is important and my influence is undeniable. I mean, they wouldn't leave me out, would they?
0: Jack, are you still on about that? What? No.
2: (laughs) Look, you weren't in it and neither was I. Dracula gets a cadre of
3: undead skanks, but Frank's classic bride? Forget about it. I'm not in
4: it and neither are you. Come back to bed. And the rest of you. Enjoy Rick and Danny's show about Monster Squad.
2: Wait a minute. The Invisible Man is in bed with the Bride of Frankenstein.
3: You know you can't trust that dude. You know I thought his name was Griffin.
2: <laughs> Frank Giffin. <laughs> Frank Gifford.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says a... Kathy Lee Gifford.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that was pretty incredible. I mean, that's he's got to be what a hundred and two years old, and sales sounds as good as he did back in the you day.
3: Know, you know, he's been drinking serums and you know going crazy for a while now. So uh, who knows? It could be some dude named Jack. I I feel like I might have been hoodwinked on this one.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, it works for Kevin Bacon. He still looks great too.
3: Hey, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, His brother Kevin Ham didn't do as well.
4: (laughs) Homing.
3: Oh. His brother Kevin Ham. Don't even get me started on his his other brother, you know, or his sister, Karen Sausage. (laughs) (laughs) He got a whole different career in movies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
3: Karen Sausage.
2: (laughs) All right, man. Let's get into this thing, man. What is your number one reason to watch Monster Squad?
3: Man, I've been thinking about this for a while, and there are a few things that really stick out for me in this movie. I'm, I'm going to try and stick to the things that I really love most. And the first thing that comes up pretty early on is the first transformation of Dracula, where he, yeah. he grabs a hold of the, uh, the rafter and, his, yeah. and his, you know, his, his webbed bat hand You know, is all a furry because he's transforming from a bat to a person and then drops down and he's Dracula. They do this all the time. And I love every one of those transitions. Every one of those those transformation scenes are they're creative and they're and they're silly, but they look great.
2: Well, you know why, right?
3: Because they do.
2: (laughs) It's Sam Winston's workshop.
3: Sam Sam Winston's
2: workshop. Yeah.
3: So, Stan Winston's brother Sam, always San, working.
2: Sam Winston. <laughs> Stan Winston's. Stan Winston's <laughs> workshop, the same guy that brought us the effects for Aliens and did Pumpkinhead and. Yeah, I mean,
3: well, he was he was kind of the go to guy, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. there was only like one other studio doing all that, and well, was was it? There was the other studio that did the uh, Night of the Demons, right? Sure. And they weren't even they weren't even working at that point, but they they came around because Stan Winston was busy doing something else.
2: Right. Yeah. You had, of course, K and B as well. So I mean, there there was there was a few you know Savini's group, but uh, you know what can you say about just all of all of Stan Winston's work is it's just awesome. And this this but is his group. It's great. not necessarily just him. It's his group. So yeah, man. Uh, my first thing I've got. And it's kind of the reason that so many people still love this movie is it's the perfect gateway horror movie for kids, right? I think even kids nowadays can get into the original monsters through this movie because it kind of jams it all together. And it's fun, and it's scary, but not too scary. It's right up there with The Gate and all those other movies. But this one's just a little more kid-friendly, which kind of hurt it at the same time.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, it's uh, unfortunately the things that we appreciate about it were because we have kind of a, a foundation in in the movies of the time. Yeah, and you try and show it to some some kids now, and they're as cool as these effects are. They kind of pale in comparison. I, but you know what? I I hope I
1: hope that that you're right.
2: Well, I mean, this you, here's the thing: is this movie is more popular now than it was when it came out, and it's due to the fact of you got parents that have grown up with this movie and they are showing it to their kids and the kids are really accepting it. I mean, there's a documentary about the growth of, of the popularity of this movie and it was considered a complete failure when it came out cuz it came out at the same time as The Lost Boys. So, right. You know. And teens were going to see that, teens were not going to see this. But in hindsight, there's a huge following for this movie. I I know a ton of people that don't even like horror movies that absolutely love Monster Squad. And that's well, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, again, because, because of that introduction of getting young kids into things that are just a little bit scary, this makes you not scared of them as bad as if you just watch a Dracula movie or a vampire movie or a Frankenstein. It kind of breaks that wall down for them and makes it more palatable when they go to those. But anyways, it's a great gateway horror movie.
3: Uh, you know, I, I can't I can fault your logic, especially since, you know, you, you did say you watched that documentary and, yep. and it sounds like that, you know, you gleaned that it was successful. I'm glad. I, From my personal experience, I tried to rewatch it probably like you're talking about. I was a kid. I watched it. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And then I go to rewatch it and I'm like, it's kind of cringy with the kid parts. Cause you can tell the Goonies had come out, right. they were trying to kind of give the kids an edge. So the kids are kind of foul mouthed and, and and it's like, it's kitty, but it's also cringy at the same time. So it kind of pulled the the worst of both worlds when I went to rewatch it. Yeah. It's a personal opinion. I'm glad that, that people can see past, you know, what I didn't like to see how, how awesome a lot of the movie is. Cause, cause yeah. it's definitely got some great parts to
2: it. Yeah. And that's just a sign of the times, too, right? I mean, that's, you know, they, they were heavy, borrowing heavily from the Goonies. There's, there's no denying that. Actually, no. in my mind, here, here's where Monster Squad comes from. There was a TV series in the early 70s, like 72, 73, 74. A gopher from the Love Boat would drive around a van with the Monster Squad. And the Monster Squad was Dracula, Frankenstein and and uh, the Wolfman.
3: And they they put like free candy on the side and when the kids <laughs> came out they just they just <laughs> get them, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're the monster squad. <gasps> <laughs>
2: so uh, when this movie came another kid. When this movie came out I was kind of expecting it to be a rehash of that story, but it's not. But I mean they were actually like superheroes. I remember being on the playground and playing, "Hey, you're Dracula, I'm Frankenstein, you're the Wolfman and you were like superheroes." from the monster squad and it was a saturday morning show and it only stayed on for like a season or so and it's very hard to come by you can catch some of the stuff on on youtube actually so anyways i'm rambling on about folklore and nostalgia here so well
3: i'll get on to my next point but i have to say when i was playing as a kid on the playground we always played batman and i always ended up being alfred
2: <laughs> did you here's the question did you pick Alfred or was you just made to play Alfred
3: <laughs> no comment
2: it's like nobody wanted to be the wolfman on the playground right it's like, oh man the wolf man <laughs> I don't ever say anything I just go
3: <laughs> well could the Gill man be any worse I mean Well,
2: they didn't have the Gill man on on the original song okay
3: okay well, yeah they'd have to fill the van with water. Right. So they could swim around and stuff. <laughs> Nobody, everybody else would be wet. I get it. That's not that, good.
2: That happened for the, you know, it worked for the uh, river bottom band though. River bottom nightmare band. They came in a little pool around.
3: <laughs> All right. My next reason for watching the monster squad is, uh, well, I've got the transformation scene. I, I want to say, I kind of want to see the, uh, the, the movie from the original scroll from the, the Highlander yeah. scroll at the beginning. You know, it looks dead will blanket. I kind of want to see that, you know, the, the prequel to it yeah. where, they, where they go and they track down Dracula and they and they, they bear it out where that that uh, amulet is, because th- that part's actually pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, it. you only get the first five minutes or so of it, but it's a throwdown, man. Yeah. It's like
3: smoke coming up out of the ground and they got the virgin they throw up there. She's going to yeah. read the thing and and the villagers are all scared and the brides come out. I mean, That bride eating a possum, man. Yeah, well. (laughs) When you need a possum.
2: And then that body pops up out of the ground, the skeleton, it's like.
3: Right. (laughs) And then people were like, hey, can I borrow that movie? And you're like, sure. And then like a big snake wraps around the whole thing (laughs) and
2: squeezes it.
0: (laughs) That's
2: that's an inside joke, folks. (laughs) That goes back to a bad prank that that Danny and myself pulled on a guy. We worked at a place that carried videotapes that would be distributed. So we get first crack at these, I wouldn't even call them B-movies. They're like C-level movies. And we got this one and one of the other guys that was there, we grabbed it before he just said, oh man, I really want to check that one out. Said, so, all right, we get done, <laughs> we'll bring it back to you. <laughs> we watched this movie and it is absolutely boring. Nothing happens in it. And we go back and we tell the guy, before we hand him the tape, we still got tape. It's like, oh man, you're gonna be blown away. (laughs) We made up this whole story of crap that none of it happens in the movie. Where a giant anaconda comes around the house, surrounds the house and it implodes. The whole sausage leg McGee kind of came from that idea too, right?
3: Yeah, a guy wakes up and his leg's been turned into sausage. There's a carriage that like when it runs by, like like razors shoot off the sides and like everybody's legs get chopped out. He's made up all this stuff. And the guy comes back the next day after and He's like, screw
2: you guys, man.
3: Uh, it's good times.
2: Oh, to do that again.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I want to watch that prequel movie that they referenced right right before the throwdown at the beginning. So I'll also say the throwdown at the beginning is a fantastic part of the movie.
2: <laughs> Without a doubt, man. Uh all right. I'm I'm gonna get back on track too. Right, I'm gonna right. go I'm gonna go with Dracula as like commando in this movie, man. You got Dracula walking around <laughs> with dynamite, blowing up cop cars, blowing up houses. He's punching people in the <clears> face. <throat> He's using all these this tactical martial arts stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's just awesome.
3: <laughs> I agree, man. Dracula with dynamite is, is because he's, he's just got little packs of dynamite and he looks down at him <laughs> and, the, and the fuse lights up and then he's just blowing stuff up, man. <laughs> I mean, like the Dracula with dynamite concept is, is absolutely wonderful.
2: Yeah. I mean, that should be a movie to itself, right?
3: We get the prequel movie. We get Dracula with dynamite, which we should totally call it that. Dracula
2: with dynamite.
3: Dynamite Dracula. Dynamite. Dracula with dynamite. Double D. Dracula (laughs) loves the dynamite. Explode the Dracula story. Need I go on?
2: That's all I got. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, you got right. Dracula walking through town, punching people in the face like Bruce Lee and blowing up stuff with dynamite. While we're
3: on the subject of Dracula, Dracula's car. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's this it's this shiny black, silver trimmed. It's got a skull as a hood ornament. And when it, when it pulls up to the camera super close, you can see that the whole grill is little sixes. <laughs> little sixes. I, I didn't notice it any of the times I ever watched the movie, but the second time I was watching it through for this show, the grill of Dracula's car is little silver sixes. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, it is, man. I mean, just a big, awesome hearse. It, it's it's cooler than even the tall man's hearse. It's just probably the coolest hearse I've ever seen.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's cooler than the one that's going to take my ill-gotten remains to wherever it is they put me in the ground.
2: <laughs> oh. All right. I'm going to go next with the German dude who loves pie. <laughs> every, every neighborhood that you grew up in as a kid, you always had that one house that was the creepy house that you heard the creepy person lived in or the people there just weren't right. Well, in this movie, it's this German guy who, needless to say, he, he's not... He's not a a pretty sight to behold. No. But but uh, everybody's scared of him, and the kids are totally terrified. And they need somebody to translate this book that they've been that they found that's supposed to tell them about the end of days and the 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 words that have to be spoken in order to end all this madness. And the only person they know that speaks German is the German dude.
3: Scary German guy.
2: Scary German guy, and he actually invites them into the house, and. You think he's gonna do something <laughs> bad to him because he's got a knife in his knife. Children, this is your last chance for pie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a cute little moment with them. I mean, but yeah, he turns out to be an okay guy. And yeah. uh and then you got your poignant moment where he's seeing him out and he's like, Well, be careful, kids, you know, and and uh they say, You know a lot about monsters because he's been kind of tutoring them about the the monsters and you know how you 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 take care of them and, and historical stuff and and you see the 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 Nazi tattoo on his arm right and uh, yeah. and you know he's like, I do know a bit about monsters and it's like oh right. you know there's your there's yeah. your moral there
2: yeah yep yeah. Uh, yeah I mean that's that's a that's a neat little twist I guess you would say I mean uh, yeah bad stuff for sure
3: but you I- know what the better part is the airplane scene man you got two guys in the airplane <laughs> oh. they're like. <laughs> They're like the Pineapple Express over here. I'm flying with you. Are you drunk? Yeah, I'm drunk. Is there something in the back? I'm not going back there. And they go in the back, right? And, of course, there's a big crate, says, you know, from Bavaria, you know, property of Victor Frankenstein. And you're like, oh, what's in there? But. <laughs> But you know the, the guy turns around and, and again you got the the Dracula sneaking around and and you know the trap door opens up underneath him and he just stands there like you, you, what well, you think I can't just stand on air because that's something Dracula can do and he takes out the well, he doesn't have any dynamite yet, but he should. <laughs>
2: that would be great.
3: And, and he dro- and, you know then he drops and I always remember it being like the trap door opens and the and the crate falls at that point. But I think the crate's still in there when he flies out, but see, somehow it still falls into yeah. the swamp.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know how the. Anyway, it's a cool scene. Yeah. I, that's another one of the things about it. You can't watch this movie and dissect it because it's a movie about kids fighting the universal monsters with cool effects and Dracula having dynamite. That's, and if you're okay <laughs> with those things,
2: you'll be all right with the movie. That's right. Went to the movie. That's a movie. <laughs> Hey, and the guy that goes back in, into the, the cargo area, that guy is one of the guys from UHF. <laughs> He's got the kid,
1: staples in his head. <laughs> they yeah. kidnap
2: Stanley Spadaski and gets the staples shot in his face. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think that was Stan Winston, too, wasn't it? The staples in the guy's head. I mean, like, they look <laughs> <That's> real. <true. laughs> they look
2: real. No, that was Sam Winston, his brother. <laughs> <was> Sam Winston. <laughs> He's a great friend
0: of Weird yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh. All right. I'm going to the next level here and going to say another reason to watch this movie which really dates the movie, but sorry, I'm an 80s kid. I love it. And that's when the Frankenstein monster is taught how to use 80s slang.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. See, I,
2: I've got a bite of it here.
0: I
1: taught
2: him to talk.
0: Oh
4: gosh. Give me a break.
2: (laughs) How do I do that? Give me a break. So, again, this is this is '80s kid stuff because it's really reminiscent of ET, right? ET. Yeah. Drew Drew Barrymore teaches. You know, ET. That time had talking talk. Now, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Here's what they should have taught him to say though.
0: You can count on my stool, <laughs> man. That would have been awesome.
3: Frankenstool. <laughs> I think it's I think it's appropriate that they taught him how to say "give me a break" though because he was played by Nell Carter.
2: Humming. <laughs> oh, Frankenstool. I like it. And it, my my favorite
3: part is when Frankenstein's vacuum in the house and it accidentally gets into the <laughs> fishbowl. It fish
0: starts sucking <laughs> up the
1: water out of the fishbowl. <laughs> then,
0: give me a break. I
2: saw sure <laughs> it. We're going to end up with five different ideas that people need to run with in, in the movie d- industry. <laughs>
3: Don't we always? I mean, that's what we're here for.
2: Let's give me a Frank. <laughs> give me a Frank. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: All right. So, let's see. I want the story of the deputy who always jumps on somebody's back. Because, like, like, every time a monster shows up and the sheriff comes up, and this is a reason, by the way, every time there's some kind of, kind of throwdown going down, there's one deputy who's, like, <coughs> he's got one arm around somebody's neck and he's jumping on his back, like, in the first <laughs> in the first, like, 30 seconds of the throwdown, you know, like, it's like, Hey, what's going on? This guy's already on somebody's back at that point because that's his role. He's the, the deputy who's like, you know, he, he moonlights as a backpack or something.
2: Right. He saw Jack Burton do it in a movie and thought that, Hey, this is the thing to do. <laughs> I want a career to in that. kill you tough guy. <laughs> you make one move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. this, there you go. I mean, his job solely is to jump on people's back and, Try to reprehend them, but I don't know that that works out very well. No, I'm I gonna mean, go yeah. with I'm gonna go with the uh, <laughs> the wolf man wears the same shirt the whole time. <laughs> I mean, normal dude in a police uh, you know in, in the police station there, and he said, "Please, you gotta arrest me! I'm gonna turn into a monster!" and <laughs> and uh, he's wearing this big fluffy. Victorian kind of shirt he's running around he becomes a werewolf the shirt becomes pieces of just shredded material but even when he turns back he's still wearing the same shirt and this is like on end it's the only shirt he's ever owned
3: yeah well i mean you the 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 production only had so much of a budget so they had to use that same costume they just they had people stitch it back together behind the scenes (laughs) stitching it back together and then and then it's okay okay girls come on back over because you know it's
2: yeah even when drax got him strapped down in the chair the shirt's like kind of magically put back together a little bit you know
3: and that is not to say that only women can sew because i'm sure they had a dude that was also stitching stuff oh yeah I
2: mean, without a doubt yeah.
3: and a dog you a know dog? Some, some mice some mice oh, they some got mice. the mice from cinderella to come in stitch that shirt back together unknown fact about this movie yeah unknown possibly not real <laughs> between the takes when the shirt was torn up mice came put it back
2: together yeah i'll you go You take Dan. that to
3: the bank <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right man which what, what you got
3: oh the scooby-doo mansion well yeah this is so you see i'm jumping all around in this movie because hey, really what, what's the plot right Anyway, so they have to go into this mansion because they find out that's where it is. And they know they've got to stop him because what, you know, Dracula calls up this kid and he's like, I'm going to kill you. I don't remember <laughs> what the problem that, that Dracula has with this kid is, but he's got a problem with this kid. And they're like, well, I guess we got to take the fight to him, you know. And, and you know, they got is Rudy the kid that's that got, who's got the,
2: all this stuff. He's got the book. That's the problem. He's got the book. It has the he's translation. He's got the book. Yeah.
3: Not to be confused with, she's got the look. Right. <laughs> He's got the book.
0: He's got the book!
3: Exactly. So, you know, they go to this, this this manor house out in the middle of the swamp. Probably the same swamp where all the monsters just came up. Because, you know, Dracula's got this, like, yeah, come on, monsters. And they just all just appear. And then, you know, they're all in this this scary house, you know. And there's some... I always thought there were stewardesses that became the, um, the brides because of the plane scene. You know, this is my kid brain, like, I don't know where they came from, but yeah. they're in the pantry. Yeah. And he's he, got new brides like he had in the other one. And I gotta admit, I got a thing for the brides. You know, they're always kind of a little scary hot.
2: Sure, yeah. And of course, that's the setup with the wolf band, right? Of hey, why don't you change into something <laughs> a little more comfortable and I'm gonna go grab a bite. And yeah, he's got the three ladies in the closet. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who where they came from. Who knows? But
3: but the kids get into the place. They're like, we got Frank with us. We had no problems. But somehow they end up. Frank like falls through the floorboards or something. They're in a hallway. They look one way. There's Dracula. Look the other way. There's the brides. The third way. There's the Wolfman. Right. Yeah. 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 Or does he get away at that point? And then the, oh, it's somebody. It's the Gill Man. It's somebody.
2: It's a Wolfman. Like, the the mummy and the Gill Man are kind of off scene through a lot of this movie yeah they've got a few of their own scenes but for the most part it's 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 the the holy trinity right i mean it's, right so yeah it's the three you kind of get going on and the course that's where we get the kick him in the nards
3: that's right you want to take that was that what was that your segue to no no wolfman has got nards
2: wolfman's got nards man so if you ever saw a commercial for this
3: movie as a kid or as an adult you know there's the scene where you know, the Wolfman's... That's right, because the Wolfman's in one of the hallways. Yeah. And they say, kick him in the nards. He's like, right. Wolfman, those damn nards. And it kicks him in the, in the the groin, and he... Ah, er, er, and he just pops right back up, but it's enough time for them to run past him.
2: I got another like, word. He,
3: keels over, you know, and then... Rah.
2: I love the conversation when before the monsters even appear, and the kids are walking, and they're talking about the Wolfman wearing pants. <laughs> and the kid says, well, yeah, he's got to wear pants, because back in the 40s, they couldn't have a movie and show his wolf dork.
3: <laughs> see, see, it's those 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 Goonie esque type lines, you know, where the right. kids are just like on the the verge of being a little too racy, you know. It's like they're real kids
2: saying when, real kid things. When I start, parents aren't around. When I start a new rock band, I'm going to name it Wolf Dork,
3: <laughs> and that is going to go over really well.
2: Yep, it'll be like a pair of trousers, and you you unzip the zipper, and you know. <laughs>
3: and you're all going to wear ripped up shirts and <laughs> between sets you're going to put on regular shirts and then they're getting ripped up again. I like uh, it.
2: Yeah, well, I'm glad somebody does. <laughs>
3: uh, well, you know. I don't like it that much.
2: All right. So that was your turn, right? Yeah, it was. All right. So I've got... <laughs> how about... what? What does every movie in the 80s have to have? It has to have a montage and a montage theme song right so i'm gonna throw in the montage song rock until you drop dance until your legs fall off fall off yeah you know who wrote this you know who did these songs randy newman no that's a that's (laughs) a little
3: deeper in the barrel randy newman's brother andy newman
0: (laughs) i'm andy newman (laughs)
3: No, no, tell me. Tell me who wrote these
2: songs, these these gems. Michael Sambello the guy that gave us, She's a maniac, maniac. I can wrote. totally hear it. <laughs> and if you can't hear it, you can hear it right now.
1: Dancing to you know your I don't want to sit down. I don't
2: need no easy chair. Don't
3: So, and during this montage, it's when like everybody's doing something ineffective except for that one kid that joins the club, right? Like the kid who makes the silver bullets, like in shop class, steals the arrows from archery (laughs) class and like makes all the stakes to like shoot from the bow.
2: Right. And And then I'm going to make some business cards that we can hand out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Eugene like writes a crayon letter to the army, like. There are monsters, and you're like, come on, man. But, I mean, I guess it's...
2: It's kids, not It's kids. I
3: mean, Horace doesn't do anything. Cause he you eats a candy bar or something. Ooh, you don't have to. He's Horace. Lord. Well, you know, he's, he shows his true worth. It's, no, he doesn't.
2: Yeah, not he really. does. Yeah, sure he does.
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he kills an innocent Gill man. is what he does.
2: <laughs> hey, didn't hey,
3: do uh, nothing to nobody.
2: Well, he was about to, though. <laughs> the
3: musters in this are surprisingly ineffective, except for Dracula, who, who blows up stuff with dynamite, dynamite! Like, reckless abandon, man. He's like, oh, you got a clubhouse? How about that? You got a house? No, no, you don't anymore. I got a car, man. His car, my
2: car is a phantom car. It goes through other cars. Oh, you, the police car over there? The, not a threat. Watch this. Boom. That's right.
3: Like, oh, we got a showdown. I'm not worried about any of these cops. Are you going to jump on my back? I'm going to go scare this little girl. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do.
2: Oh, all right. Michael Sambello. There you go.
3: No, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I have here. And this goes along that Rudy is the MVP with the silver bullets, the bow and arrow and the stakes because yeah, Rudy.
2: Yeah.
3: Who, who joins the, the, the crew after helping out Horace with some bullies, you know, he's, he's definitely, he is the monster squad. And the rest of them are just there, you know, what cannon fodder or you know, like idea people or whatever.
2: I mean, the other kid is still just butt hurt because he, you know, they had to give back Pee Wee's bike. So,
3: yeah, That's right. I mean, they're are two main character kids, and neither one of them does anything as much as that that dude does. They're right. like, well, you know, we got the bad boy. We'll just have him do everything.
2: <laughs> everything. Oh, uh, is that you or me?
3: Um, you know, I, I just kind of like uh, said the same thing twice. Yeah. So I'll say the portal in time. Oh, yeah. It, it shows up at the beginning, it shows up at the end. It's a reason to watch the movie. It's a big vortex, people flying around in there, pieces of wood, animals. Ash. Yeah. yeah and I said, you expect <laughs> ash to come out of the portal. I definitely, it's.
2: How you oh, make me stop it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But well, you know well, hey, about how about this? I've even got it. Similarities to Evil Dead 2. Not only that, but we've got to recite the roars the right way to make this all happen, to eliminate the evil and take it away for another hundred years or whatever. Right. Bang! Evil Dead 2.
3: Evil Dead 2. Yeah. And Army of Darkness.
2: And Army of Darkness.
3: I mean, why do you need Van Helsing? You could just get Ash to come through the portal, and then he he'd be like, "I don't need a monster squad." And he'd be like, "Rudy, you're a good kid. The rest of them, you know, get out of here." And he just take over. <laughs> All
2: right, I'm gonna say, and this is just a quick one. Okay, I I do like uh, to me the mummy's always been kind of a throwaway character in any in any fact. I mean, in any movie, I, I, I've never been. Enticed by the mummy for some reason. And, but I do like this scene when he attacks the Jeep and they, and they attach part of the strand to the arrow and they shoot the tree and while the Jeep is driving, it gets unraveling him. I think that's fun, man.
3: It, you, you're, you're not wrong. It is fun. It's, it's a good place for the mummy to be in a kid's movie, you know, like, because yep. it's like, oh, he's made of bandages and now he unravels, ah, you know, yeah, you're right. I think the mummy was always like the curse of the mummy. And it was, it was kind of a, he was a silent right. stalker, like Jason, you know, right. where, right. and you know, you can't really have him like Jason in this, or it would be a whole different movie.
2: It's almost, uh, even if you do a throwback to even like the pumpkin head story, right. Where it's, you know, you've been cursed and no matter what you do, the curse comes after you, but in most right. cases it takes this form. So, you know, I, I get it. It's just never been one that I was totally sold on. I don't get excited when I see, Oh, there's a new new mummy movie coming out. And I'm like, Does it have Brandon Fraser in it?
3: And the, that Brandon Fraser franchise was fun. It was fun. But it went too long. It went on too long.
2: Yeah, well you gotta know too when to long. stop. You're right. Next thing You gotta gets... stop you gotta but... stop
3: when your feet fall off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know where every franchise stops is when they say, you know, the mummy in space, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mommy till you drop.
2: <laughs> Mommy till you drop.
3: Mommy till your heart stops.
2: You got any more?
3: I'm, I'm I'm nearing an end. Okay, so we got Dracula with the dynamite. I cannot express how awesome <laughs> that is. You got transformation scenes that are all fantastic, especially with Dracula. He always looks good. You know, the bats are like fake. Yeah, They're sure. Little rubber bats on strings, you know. But yeah. like the transformation bats are pretty cool. yeah. And I've got one more thing. It's referenced early in the movie where they're talking about the way to kill a werewolf. Oh, you, you have to use a silver bullet. Right. And, he, and they're like, well, no, no, you could kill him different ways, but they straight up get some of that dynamite, shove it in his pants, kick him down a building. And what they say in the clubhouse is, you know, falling on a bomb, you know, would kill him. So he falls out of a building, bomb explodes. He falls in parts everywhere. Mid
2: air, man. I mean, he's still way yeah. up in the air when he explodes.
3: <laughs> so, then he, he reforms because yeah, the only way to kill him is with the silver bullet to the heart. Yeah, and uh, that must that's, have been really difficult in medieval times before they had guns.
2: That's pretty awesome too because you see the body parts laying there and they start start quivering, shaking a little bit, and all of a sudden they just pull back together and you just see the shadow of him going ooh like I'm back.
3: Right, and they take the silver bullet. And you know, then, then the kid ro- rolls up in the in the wheelchair, and then Gary Busey's <laughs> like, he's like, he tells that joke where he's like, "Oh, yo, yo, he always calls me that," you know, like my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> hey, oh, man.
2: oh man, yeah. All right, my last one. Uh, well, I, I got to give a shout out because this is, this is one of those things. If you watch the documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards. They talk about this line, Danny's not a fan of it, but my name is Horace because they keep calling him fat kid all this stuff they're out all the bullies yeah. keep naming all this and he stands up oh. for himself he does kill an innocent gill man I'll give you that
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good part I'm, I'm, it's, I'm joshing with it I, it's a, yeah. I like it
2: it's a standing up for himself moment and my name is Horace, which is pathetic that your name is Horace but anyways. Stand up for yourself, little man.
3: In high school, we always used to talk about this movie. And I remember our discussion was, he says, my name is Horace. And then he cocks the, the shotgun. He, you know, my name is Horace. Right. And we always thought it would be cooler if he cocked the, the shotgun halfway through. Right. He said, my name is Horace. Horace. Right. But but you know what? One one way or another, it's still a cool moment for that kid. You know, he's been kind of the, the comedy relief. He's the chunk. Yep, you know he has to do the truffle shuffle. Yep, he makes friends with sloth. You know yep. all that stuff. But,
0: hey, but you guys, Bogus, comes... <laughs> <Focus. laughs>
2: and, then...
3: <laughs> and then he he gets a moment where the Gill Man's coming. The, his tormentors are there. They're scared. He and he's like he shoots them with the shotgun. No recoil bothers Horace because you know his his flesh probably gets it all.
2: <laughs> Just absorbing
3: yeah, and he shoots him in the chest. It's a pretty good looking like effects yeah. there too. Yeah. The Gill man's all like chest is open up. Oh, he falls over. Your blood starts spurting out. You know, <laughs> all the kids get covered in the blood. You know, the, the
2: German guys are licking off his fingers. <laughs> you know, it's. And then the Gill man looks up at the people around him, and he goes, "You can count on my stool." <laughs>
3: You know, you know what, the Monster Squad has some great moments and we we talked about a lot of them, but you know, ultimately it is a kid's movie, and I I hope I hope that it that is it has the the staying power that the documentary seems to feel it does.
2: What you, you want staying power? In order to stay in power, you have to have what every great 80s movie that's gonna be a phenomenon has at the end of it, which is a rap song. About the movie. I think. <laughs> Which kind of goes like this.
1: In a
0: hundred years, in the darkest night, the forces of people come out to fight. The ambulance they must destroy are spent for in the darkest void. Who can
2: stop that deadly might? Or who will stand up for the right? From the mouth of
3: things comes dynamite. The monster squad going to move tonight. <laughs> You're right. That, that song is a tour de France right there.
2: <laughs> tour de France.
3: <laughs> Was that also written by Michael McDonald or whatever? <laughs> Michael
2: McDonald. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like how, you know, they obviously watched the movie and just wrote a rap song about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, they got the an amulet and the van Helsing's <laughs> a big old
2: thing. And then you got Dracula with some bombs. And, you, know, it's like, <laughs> you got... That. Uh, man with fangs with dynamite. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that just because you had dream warriors, (laughs) you know, and all these kind of things. So yeah, you you had to, you had to do the song, right? I mean, that's just
3: the Ghostbusters too had a rap.
2: Yep. Yeah. uh, So there you go. I mean, uh, that's kind of where i end with my list i, I don't know how you top it without saying hey you you have to experience the song once
3: <laughs> I, I i got nothing i got nothing that's better than that there are parts <coughs> in the movie that are still good oh yeah there are plot points we didn't go over sure but that's not what we're doing here we're right. telling you the things that we like about it and most of them involve the monsters and great effects and some, some scariness from our childhood, because that's it, what this is about.
2: How can you not want to go check this movie out when we keep talking about Dracula with dynamite?
3: He's definitely super cool with that dynamite. This yeah. is a cool Dracula. He is. He yells, he yells at little kids. Yeah. He, he blows up people's clubhouses. He, he doesn't take guff off nobody.
2: That's right. And, He's and a
3: cool Dracula.
2: All the monsters look great. There, there is one thing that's different about Frankenstein, the monster. That uh, And it was because of a lawsuit, I guess you would say. They didn't have permission to use so-called Frankenstein's monster for the movie. So there's some uh, alternate things on him. If you notice, he don't have the bolts in his neck. They're up here on his head. So they had to change that because, you know, that's one of those things.
3: You know, I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but I didn't even notice
2: yeah, well, there you go. That, that's why I'm here.
3: I guess he puts on he, he puts on that that Frankenstein mask and he's like, <laughs>
2: scary. <laughs> Rocky Road. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got anything else?
3: I'm just gonna say that Dracula and Monster Squad makes Dracula and Francis Ward of Dracula look like Count Jockus.
2: Man, what would have happened if Gary Oldman would've had a stockpile of some dynamite? <laughs> That'd been a different movie, man.
3: It would have been a different movie. You know, I'm in love with Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, yeah, no, no. I, I, I really like the Francis Ford couple of drags. Oh, I just you know. it's and,
2: actually it's actually my favorite version, but it's a little draggy, right? Yeah, yeah. Well it's it's real erotic. Yeah, it is. Beast dude out there getting it on with the lady in red. It's real erotic. So, like,
3: <laughs> it's Mina. It's Mina that he's getting it on with. Yeah. No. It's Mina or his, Lucy. It's Lucy. Lucy.
2: So, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah I'm, well, I'm, that, I'm not Hey, on it.
2: That changes every movie, right? They always change kind of that that part of it. From from Frank Langella's version to this version, I mean, that that keeps changing who the love interest kind of, they they, I've seen that changed a few times.
3: Oh yeah, may, maybe so. I mean the 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 first for Copa, Dracula that was all filmed on sound stages, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Like you know, it's it's got a lot of really cool stuff to it. It's a different movie than Monster yeah. Squad. I can't yeah. even compare the two. It's it's yeah. it's silly right there. But
2: I mean, Count Reeves, man.
3: The, the Count Chocolate thing was was a stolen uh, recycled joke from a Norm McDonald's show on Netflix, <laughs> which I recently watched, you know, because he passed away. Uh, that guy was funny, but I don't know how he could possibly be utilized correctly.
2: Right, right. Yeah. I, and that's, I think that's what I liked about him, though. He was if, kind of his, his own thing. You, you almost have to put him in the category of he's somewhere between Andy Kaufman and Stephen Wright, <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah. It Floats
2: right in there. Right.
3: Well, and and his show on Netflix is basically him getting celebrities. To interview them and then just messing with them. Sure. Like he'll ask them a question and they're in the middle of answering it. And he'll go, you know what I like it? Like, (laughs) it's so funny. After near the end of the run, it starts to to run its course and be, you know, kind of like between two ferns, people kind of figured it out or they weren't going to take it or he got tired of it or something. But it's really funny.
2: (laughs) All right. You ready to get fact?
3: I'm ready to get fact.
2: All right, folks, here you go. Here's our introduction for Get Fact. Greetings, all. I'm Cam
0: Soley from the Jacked Out Review Show. I tackle films, celebs, and even food of all kinds. (laughs) By the way, it's time to get fucked with Rick and Danny. Reviewing a movie
2: that may or may not suck. (laughs) Now break on through to the other side, mofos. Hell Ming.
3: (laughs) Break on through to the other side. All right. Yes.
2: Yeah. Cam's a cool one, man. I got to to do some recording with him a while back, and he's always followed us. We've always kind of watched this stuff as well and keep up with him, so he he you know i I reached out to him said, hey man can you throw us a little throw us a little lather down and he did man so much appreciated brother
3: yeah i feel like he was ready to get fact along with us
2: yeah go go check out uh the the jacked up review show because he he cranks them out man he's got a lot of material so nice that being said where's our prize i'm still holding on this prize folks hold on let me go down into the bottom of the cockpit here We still got it. It's right here, folks. (laughs) It is the Blu-ray triple feature Stanley Kubrick 2001 Clockwork Orange and the Shining. But the only disc in it is Werewolf versus the Vampire Women, women, which, which really ties into what we're covering today. So there you go. Nobody else has wanted this one. So if you do, then you would be getting a real rarity. Now what you do with it, we don't care.
3: And all you have to do is pick out the real fact in the sea of BS that we're about to, to, to dump into your living room. <laughs> all right, You want to go first? Here we go. Um, you go ahead. Set the tone. All right. Set the tone.
2: I'll go first. And this is funny because we've been talking all this time through this episode of people's brothers doing other people's work. Mm hmm. Like Sam Winston, Andy Newman. Well, Uh, in this movie, The Mummy is played by Sylvester Stallone's brother, Frank Stallone.
3: You'd think I'd recognize him. He's he's pretty distinctive looking.
2: Well, if he would have sang a little bit, then you would have been able to tell.
3: Well, I'm I'm still looking for the Invisible Man now that you know we know that he's in there too. <laughs> I I can't wait to to watch. It's probably like uh like the sixth sense. You're gonna see scenes and go like, oh yeah. my goodness, look, he just moved something in the background. You know, I think like, it's
2: when they're outside of the church and the the, <clears throat> the the time tunnel and all that's happening. He's over there mm-hmm. on the church sign taking a whiz. <laughs> just,
3: just a little stream. <laughs> yeah,
2: just a little stream over there.
3: That's it. And speaking of taking a whiz or. You know, that that type of thing. My first fact is the original title of the movie was Monster Squat. And it was actually a, it featured a montage of different monsters in bathrooms. <laughs> Including and not limited to the Invisible Man Taken away.
2: I'm trying to keep a straight face here because that could be the true one. <laughs> it will not not, to give, not to give anything away. Not to give anything away. All right. Alright, so my, my second fact is this ties into that last song we heard, the, the rap song. Due to the music video craze and just the success of, of movies making videos uh, just like Dream Warriors and all this stuff, they made a video of the rap song of the kids doing the Monster Squad rap. And, uh, but MTV refused to show it saying that it wasn't any good. It, but they were, the video for True Blue by Madonna was okay. So
3: I can't argue with any of those points. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen the video, but um my next fact you know, we, we talked about John Grease plays the Wolfman, but he was not the Wolfman in the costume. That was a stunt man, and um He's credited, but I don't have his name right here. But, you know, way to go, buddy. Um, Sadly, it was his last uh, cinema venture because um, in the scene where they used the dynamite um, in order to get accuracy and to make it look convincing, they actually blew up that stuntman. Wow. Yeah. Kicked him out the building.
2: Did they let Dracula do it? That's my question.
3: Fred Decker was like, oh, by the way. It's real. And then they just kicked him out of the thing. and <laughs> So that reaction on his wolfy face, oh, that's right. real.
2: Hey, hey, another fact, which I, I, I almost used this one too, but the face of the wolf man was modeled after Sam Winston, Stan Winston, not Sam, Stan Winston. They tried to Sam, make the werewolf look like his, Stan Winston. My brother.
3: <laughs> so just stay right there. I've got an idea for your face. <laughs> well, you know, how about the, the brides were actually the great-granddaughters of Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff?
2: Well, how about that? Yeah. So, tons of trivia for you folks, but you only have to pick one and send us a message and let us know which one is the right one, the true one, and you get this swell gift. And when we use the word swell, that means... Crappy. You can count on my stool.
3: <laughs> it's, you know, if, if you really want, we can try and dig up a... a a pirated um, flash drive that has Monster Squad on it.
2: Hey, wait a minute! That's that's my hard drive. You can't give that away.
3: <laughs> Monster Squad, you know.
2: Monster Squad. No, okay. Monster
3: Squad. The the montage. The original. Of, yeah. Of, of Universal <laughs> monsters in 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 an activity that is usually in private.
2: <laughs> All right, it's interview time, folks, and we have the one and only Gilman from Monster Squad. Give him a hand, everybody. Yeah! All right.
0: Uh, that's not my name there, peckerhead. That's just who I played in that fucking movie. Oh, well, what should we call you then? The name's Louie, you knuckle dragger. And what kind of bullshit show is this anyway?
3: It's the Hail Ming Power Hour. Uh, you know, we talk about movies and make fun of stuff.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, great. Another one was f- shows. Let me guess, how does it work with those other talentless ass? I take dumps more interesting than this show. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, Louie, what, what do you want us to ask you then?
0: How about, hey, Louie, are you related to the creature from the Black Lagoon? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, are you? Hell no. I'm not that kind of moron. Oh, well, we would have thought you were kin to him. Actually, I'm kin to of another star. My cousin, fucking Rudy. He was in Humanoids from the Deep. <laughs> oh, man. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. You you remember that creature that ripped out that girl's bikini? Yeah. Yeah, that's Rudy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's still doing time over that shit. Apparently, he was just supposed to walk up and look scary. Well... He took it a little further. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm sure he got a lot of heat over that. Yeah, not to mention we got a little Rudy running all over the place now. Rudy claims it's not his, but it's pretty f***ing obvious.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, back on track. Uh, so what are you up to now? Any projects?
0: You bet betcha, sugar tits. I've got some cutting-edge money-making video service coming out next month called Aquaporn. It's gonna be huge, Aquaporn. Uh, okay, it just I, rolls right out your mouth. I, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's enough. We don't have time
2: for anything else. Hey, wait, I, I, I want to plug the website. Uh, I'm sorry, man. We, we gotta go. We'll check you later, man. Aquaporn. <sighs> yeah. No. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back. Yeah!
1: Hi, this is Mark from the Hail Ming Power Hour, and today we're discussing Monster Squad. This happens to be one of my favorite movies growing up, and there's so many beats I'd like to get to in this, I just don't know how to cover all of them in such a short amount of time. I wish there was a way that... Oh, uh, hey there, Mark. Uh, Clytus. Yeah, uh, can I help you? Yeah, I just wanted to let you know you're approved. I am? Uh, I can do it? Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. For the first time on Hail Ming Power Hour, we're having a super villain beatdown. supervillain beatdown. It's wrong to assume the Wolfman doesn't have nards. You're on the wrong side of history, kid. Man, I love Creature from the Black Lagoon. This scene will be... ...over. Okay? When your friends call you Fat Kid, it's time to get new friends. The biggest problem this school has is that it has an after-school club that likes monster movies. We can just ignore the 15-year-old, leather-clad-wearing, chain-smoking, revenge-porn-making, homicidal sociopath that is literally making bullets in shop class. Family films, people! A young John Carpenter found a discarded drawing of a spider with a human head, and cinema history was born. Duncan Rieger may be one of the best and most underappreciated actors in Hollywood. His interpretation of Dracula is legit scary in this campy kids movie. And there's a scene where Horace presses a slice of pizza on his face and he gets burned by the garlic. That sounds so stupid, but how Rieger sells it, you would think he was just burned by acid. Great job, Rieger. You know, I kinda wanna see Groundhog Day 12. When the quote-unquote scary German guy confirms he knows a lot about monsters, and then you see the numbers tattooed into his arm, that is one very powerful scene that stayed with me my entire life. I am the scary German guy? That boy has been wearing a confederate cap this entire time. That is a scary American boy. (laughs) At the time, I thought it was really dumb that the army showed up at the end because they got a letter in crayon saying, Dear Army Guys, Monsters in My Town. However, these days, that could be seen as a legit executive order. Virgin doesn't equal girl. Any of you could have read this book. With the possible exception of Rudy. (laughs)
0: My
1: name is Horace. Way to go, Horace. You sure showed... Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. Years of bullying just caught up with us. Oh, God. I just want to point out the very last scene of this movie. As everybody's celebrating and having a good time, scary German guy throws the book in the air and gets this look on his face like, I am so over this. Good on you, mate. Good on you.
0: New movie reviews all the time. See if these films age just like a fine wine. Oh no, we'll jack it up again.
2: TV, games, and more with them.
0: Rotten Tomatoes and IMGb are all the rage, but we'll lock those critics up in one cage. The Jacked Up Review Show,
4: every
2: Wednesday evening on Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, and other available podcast apps. I a real good job! All right, everybody, there you go, Wrapped it in a nice little mummy rag monster squad for you right there, man
3: monster squad i mean it's it's a fantastic movie from our childhood 1987 and uh it's worth a look for a lot of great effects and and some just some fun times
2: and if you got some youngins that are wanting to get into some scary stuff i think Yang-ins. this is a, a great place a Yang-ins. Yang-ins. Yangins. a great place to start just to kind of inter- introduce them to some horror movies yep right on cue yeah that's well, clitus See what we got.
1: Hey, hey, fellas.
2: Hey, what's going hey, on, Titus?
1: I just wanted to ask.
2: No, Clytus. Monster Squad isn't real. Damn it! How'd
1: <laughs> you know I was going to ask that?
2: Just a hunch, man.
1: Hey, didn't you get in touch with Rebo Williams? I've tried, but he says he's retired. Mm. But he gave me the name of another guy, Billy Zane?
2: You guys have a hoid of him? Sure, we know who he is. Uh, uh, I'm not sure that he can fix the Hawkman problem, though.
3: Hold on. Billy Zane can fix anything.
1: Oh, that's great. So I'm going to hang up now and give him a call. See you guys.
2: Well, there you go. It looks like Billy Zane's going to be flying to Mongo to possibly help fix a Hawkman problem.
3: Well, you know, he had an enormous scarf last time I saw him, so he's he sharply sure up to man. the task. <laughs>
2: like Aviator glasses, scarf around his neck. Billy Zane's cool, man.
3: And he knows it.
2: So what's cooler, Billy Zane or Dracula with dynamite?
3: Dracula with dynamite.
2: I have to agree.
3: <laughs> and I love you, Billy Zane. You know I do. Critters, uh, Demon Knight. Yeah. Titanic. But, but, the fatal. I mean, come on. If you ask Billy Zane, you know what he would say? Dracula would to is than me. I mean, I he, he just knows. <laughs>
2: well, there you go, folks. There's our first issue of our Halloween special. Make mm-hmm. sure you tune in because we're actually going to crank out an extra episode next week with our good buddies from the Scary Dad podcast, Scott and Billy. And we're going to be talking about some Friday the 13th. Part six, Danny's favorite in the franchise.
3: Yeah, it's true.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be an absolute blast. That's been a long time coming, pretty much since the beginning of the show. We've talked about doing this episode with them, so we're really excited about that, and we hope that you enjoy this one. Check out all the other stuff. Go to Legion Podcast. Check out all the other shows there, all of our brothers and sisters in the podcasting world at Legion Podcast. Give them some love, but tell them that Hell Ming's still the best. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, tell him Hail Ming sent you. Hail
2: Ming. That's right. Folks, if that's it, Danny, you got anything else, man? No, just Dracula with Dynamite. Dracula with Dynamite. Folks, we will check you later. <laughs>